1: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield.
2: Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so we got a lot going on, and you know what? We're going to get right to it. So in El Paso, Texas, 20 people were killed and 26 were injured. The shooter was a 20-year-old white male from the Dallas, Texas area that drove 10 hours, 10 hours to kill complete strangers. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a lot of hate. It takes a lot to drive 10 hours and kill complete strangers. Now, judging by his social media posts, this sociopathic monster lacked a role model or a father figure of any kind whatsoever. Now, according to the sociopath alleged manifesto, he picked the Walmart and mall because it was, and I quote, low hanging fruit. He didn't want to attack heavily guarded areas to fulfill, you know, he, and he said in his words, don't attack heavily guarded areas to fulfill your super soldier COD fantasy. Attack low security targets. He knew the people in this area were less likely to carry because they didn't believe in carrying firearms. It is up to you to protect yourself and to protect your family. You cannot legislate crazy. Also, we need to stop, uh, you know, saying to police, you know, well, you know what? Or the police need to stop saying basically, well, they arrived unseen in one minute or two minutes or three or four minutes. Stop saying that because it isn't true. (laughs) A typical person will not dial 911 for at least five minutes. It takes them five minutes to figure out what in the world is going on. You got shots firing and you're trying to process that information. You'd be surprised how long it actually takes a person to grab their phone and dial 911. You know, I watched several videos uh, of the shooting in at the Walmart in El Paso. There is a video that's four minutes long, four minutes and you hear someone yelling, does anyone can does anyone know CPR? Has anyone dialed 911? This video lasted for four minutes. There were no police, no paramedics on site. So stop telling me that the police arrived there in two minutes. I watched this video four minutes long, people screaming, people on the ground, bleeding, no police, no sirens, no paramedics whatsoever. Oh, I tell you, that it, it, it's just so much going on right now. Now let's let's turn to Ohio. You got Ohio, you know, in these shootings happened in 24 hours. Authorities have identified this gunman, a 24 year old white male who was fatally shot by police officers. Nine people were fatally shot, including the gunman's gunman's sister. This guy was such a sociopath. He got his sister involved in this situation. And a 27 year, I'm sorry, 27 people were injured. 27 in the shooting in Dayton, Ohio's history. The historic Oregon district, according to authorities, the gunmen wore body armor. You cannot legislate crazy when people are dead set on committing carnage. They're dead set on killing people. They're going to execute this. We see this in the UK. We see this in uh, Brazil. We see this in Mexico. It doesn't matter. In Mexico, no guns are allowed. And you still it is still one of the worst parts of the entire world. You cannot legislate crazy. What we can do is take our own personal safety in our own hands. We can arm ourselves, protect ourselves, be aware of your surroundings at all times. It is up to you to protect your family. It is up to you to make sure you're armed. It is up to you to make sure that you are prepared and you're proficient in that firearm. It is up to you because you know what? It's gonna take police at least seven minutes to arrive to you. They're not when they arrive at the scene, they're not looking to help you. They're looking to stop the shooter. They will step over your body. Doesn't matter if you're bleeding, your guts are hanging out. They're gonna step over you to get to that shooter. Once that shooter has been stopped, where this 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, then they will allow paramedics to come in and save you. Until then, it is up to you to protect yourself. Wake up and smell the coffee. Get yourself your handgun license. Start carrying a gun because there are people out here that are just sociopaths. They're straight crazy. And the only thing that we can do is protect ourselves and be aware of our surroundings. Do you know this young man had a mother? He had a father. And I'm telling you straight up. And you know what? Do not call me tomorrow. Do not call me this week you know what? What we should do if you cannot raise your child, if you cannot raise a kid in this world, in this society, then you know what? You need to abort them right now. Save us all some trouble and just abort them. Am I right? Am I wrong? Felicia. I know you got something to say.
3: You would come to me after you said that. Um, I mean, I have I have a really strict personal um Rule where I do not comment on on shootings until all the facts have come out and we know what's going on. Um, it's obviously obvi- obviously horrible, um, and and you're right. We have to take our personal safety into our own hands. That was proven of the court proceedings related to the Parkland shooting, where that cop. It came out in court that he is not obligated to go in and protect those students. They have no obligation to protect us.
2: That is the Supreme Court precedence. The police have no authority to protect you, only a general duty to enforce the law. That's Supreme Court has ruled on this. People wake up and smell the coffee.
3: Yeah. And guns are not the problem. People are the problem. Like you always say, you can't legislate crazy, but we have to talk about mental health in this country. We have got to get rid of the stigma and we have got to help people when they are pleading for it. You see these people on social media and their posts are not normal. Their posts are not quote unquote okay. They are screaming for help and we have to stop unfriending them and we have to stop just blocking their posts because it's weird and it makes us feel uncomfortable. We have to start having those conversations. If
2: you see something, say something. It is up to you. If you know that something's going on with your uncle, your brother, your um, your significant other, something's happening. It is up to you to say something. So this stops right now. That's the only way it's going to stop. You know what? All these people right now that are driving this rhetoric about we need to we need gun control. We need to start banning these guns. Well, you know what? You're not getting them. There is no way in the United States of America are you ever going to take anyone's firearms from them. You're not getting my guns. I'm not giving them up. You know, <laughs> I don't know what world you live in, but whenever you decide that you're going to ban something, only thing you're going to do is create a black market system and people are going to trade guns and start selling guns. It's going to get even worse. People are going to make guns. Do you honestly think that we cannot build guns in this country? This is not a third world country. This is the United States of America. We can make guns in the living room of my house, of our home. You're not going to ban anything. What we need to do is start. You got to take your own personal response, your own personal safety in your own hands. You need to start paying attention to what's going on in your home. This is a mother, a father. This is a parenting problem. How in the world, this guy, 21 years old, you didn't know that he had that much anger inside of him where he's going to drive from Dallas, from North Dallas, Texas, all the way to El Paso. That much anger to kill people he don't even know. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
0: Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talk It. talk 1370 the right choice
1: welcome back to come and talk it and now here's michael cargill all
2: right so we're talking about the uh, the shooting that happened in el paso we're talking about the shooting that happened in ohio We're talking about some stuff that happened here in Travis County in Austin, Texas. Man, there's so much going on. The paramedics, the Travis County EMS came out this week and said they're they are in fear of their safety. They're concerned about their safety. Downtown Austin. They don't feel safe. Something needs to be done. We're talking about that. But you know what? Let's go back to Ohio. I'm not done with that yet. So, Ohio, this guy, 24 year old. Uh, shot and killed nine people, to injured twenty seven. You know, while people are out and having a great time enjoying themselves, you know, because he's pretty much a loser. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't say that because we really need to take time of. You know, there's somebody out there that's having a rough time right now, so we probably should grab that person. You know, give them a hug, take them out, um, and and let them know that they're cared for and stuff like that, because that's really what the problem is. Um, But you know what? Let's take a look at what the Ohio mayor had to say, because
1: she had a lot to say. Let's go to Ohio mayor.
2: All right. So, yeah. So the high mayor, she I'm telling you, she had a lot going on. She talked about how the police arrived there in about a minute or so um, and how all this stuff is going on. And but you know what? We got to stop that rhetoric. We got to stop stop talking about the police arrived in one minute or two or three or four, because really, you know, that's it's really not true, because if a person had the opportunity to fire about a hundred rounds i'm telling you right now in a semi-automatic rifle uh it took the police longer than a minute to get there so you can't say it was less than a minute i'm sorry i spend time at the gun range i know how long it takes to uh to load to you know to reload and all of that kind of stuff so that you know let's let's get away from that rhetoric there uh it, let's stick to the facts and stick to what we know let's stop get into the uh, the realm of feelings and what's going on. Let's start talking about what it is. We have a people problem. We have a crazy person problem that we need to solve. This person didn't have a good role model in his life. Uh, I don't know what's going on with his mother, his father. You're at that age. Something is happening with your family, uh, and, 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 and we need to do something about it. But you know what? Let's take a look at the video. There's a video that was released of the actual – Shooting when it once once it started, you know, take a look at this. If you're on Facebook Live, you can see this video here. All right. So. Um, yeah, so right here, right now, and it starts. And, and, and honestly, what happens is uh, shots start firing. People start ducking. They're running. Uh, a couple people are hit and there's nothing that you can do. Unless you're aware of your surroundings, uh, you're caring. You know, when I walk into a restaurant, I go into any type of business, any building whatsoever. I'm checking to see where the exits are. I'm looking at everyone. You walk in there, I'm looking at your face. I'm making direct eye contact with you. I need to know exactly how you're looking. If you're upset, you know, I'm going to see if you're sweating. I need to know what's going on because I need to know that if you are a threat to me, then I need to act and get my family out of there because that is my family is my main priority. I'm not worried about, you know, anyone else in there. I'm worried about my family and I'm worried about myself. Um, And and it's just, you know, just crazy. Now, let's take a look at, uh, (laughs) let me tell you, Austin-Travis County. The Austin-Travis County EMS leaders uh, came out and they actually said this week that uh, the medics are fearing their safety after an increase in violent crime downtown Austin. Now, that's very serious. Your medics, your EMS are afraid for their safety in Austin. That says a lot to uh the the mayor. That says a lot to city council. You have failed us as leaders. You have failed us. You have failed our our government, our workers. You know, that's EMS. According to Selena Zai, the president for the Austin Travis County EMS Association, overnight crews have reported higher rates of verbal harassment on calls. It has definitely been a lot scarier for the paramedics according to Zai and in the past 2 weeks they've responded to four shootings and noticed an increase in gang activity downtown Zai says the rash of crimes have also put a strain on the resources as more ambulances are forced to respond to calls downtown away from their respective stations According to Zai she says and I quote now that we see an uptick in actual actually is taken away ambulances from other areas of the city now, according to the data from 2017, the Austin-Travis Austin, Texas, Austin Travis County EMS has 36 24-hour ambulances and 6 12-hour ambulances. In July alone, they responded to more than 11,000 calls. Now, currently, there are only two ambulances uh, serving in the downtown area determined to be the business in the entire county. Now, they'll they do over 20 calls a day easy. According to these, uh, the Travis County EMS spokesperson. Now, the Austin firefighters find body. They actually found the body in Lady Bird Lake. Did you guys hear about that? Hear about that?
3: Yeah, the, I get news alerts from KVU, so I know, you know, when there's a shooting, when I should avoid downtown, what traffic's gonna be like. And so you got you got it's to think about that.
2: So they yeah. found a body in Lady Bird Lake. Do you know that? I honestly think that we have a serial killer among us.
3: That idea has been floating around.
2: Oh, and, I'm serious about yeah. this. This is not speculation. I, I serious think, seriously think that there's a problem in, in, in Austin where we have a serial killer. Because you're they're founding b- bodies in the lake, and they can't tell us you know, what has actually happened. They haven't solved these cases.
3: Yeah, there's been how many this year? It's upwards of five,
2: right? There's been quite a few.
3: And there were some at the end of last year, too, because yeah. it always happens when there's big events. Pride kicked off in Austin last uh-huh. night. There uh-huh. were several during... Um, ACL. There were some during South by Southwest, and it's, all, it's when in, there's an uptake of people in this city, people end up in the lake, and it's always near the same area
2: because it's, it's really crowded out. And, and and people have referred this as the sm, the smiley face killer. Uh, I've mm-hmm. I've been hearing that thrown around as well because they've seen uh, little um, graffiti around the Rainy Street area. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you're a male and you're going down the Rainy Street, you're <laughs> You better be you better cover your drink. You might want to drink before you go downtown. I'm calling it like I see it because there there is something going on. There's a killer in this town and it's not being talked about. Um, It's they're investigating. They're being very quiet about it. But you'd better be aware of what's going on with you You better travel in packs, travel with groups, because there's a killer that's hanging around Rainy Street. And you heard it right here on Come and Talk It. What you got to say about that, Zach? That's pretty intense. That is very intense.
0: But yeah, there have been uh,
2: some of those graffiti markings you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And the police aren't talking about it. Uh huh. They're not talking about it. There's a smiley face. There's several smiley faces. I think someone's actually mimicking uh, this killer. And that was and, in New York, right? That, yes. And so they're, they're taking that on. And it could be someone who's traveling here when there's an event. They could be already here and doing it when there's a big, you know, big events here. But whenever this happens, it always happens when there are major events in Austin.
0: Always have noise
2: going on in the city. A Give lot them of them, some kind of cover. Oh, yeah, it's easy. Is just think about it. There's a crowd of people downtown. There's a crowd of people in rainy street. So many people that is packed. You can barely walk, squeeze by. You know, it's easy to put something in someone's drink. And then they're by them. You realize they're by themselves. You get them along, push them, in, take advantage of them and push them into the lake. It's a scary thought. Very scary thought. You better be aware. I'm telling you, wake up and smell the coffee, people. It's happening, and before you know it, you look you're at the bottom of the lake, looking up, thinking, "Oh my God, I should have listened to Michael Cargun and coming and talking." According to the authorities, uh, they have located a body in Lady Bird Lake on Sunday morning. This happened this morning, according to a tweet from the Austin Fire Department. They were called to a water rescue at 517 Caesar Chavez Street, and the firefighters said that they found the body in the lake near the Seahome Power Plant. You know, and I'm seriously, I really seriously think that we actually have a serial killer in this town. All right. So also, man, pedestrians, When we come back from the break. We're going to talk about pedestrians. We're going to talk about people that are crossing the streets on I-35. What what in the world makes you think that it's okay to cross the interstate I-35 as a pedestrian? What makes you think it's OK to cross 290 Highway 290 as a pedestrian? What goes to your head? We're going to talk about that. I also want to talk about the homeless situation. I want to talk about what the city council and the mayor is doing. I want to talk about what the uh, mayor and city council is not doing. Uh, the people are upset. This mayor has had the opportunity to travel around to California. He's traveled to uh, to, to, uh, you know, El Paso. He's traveled around a lot of places and he listened to people. But what he will not do is he will not come to community meetings and listen to the people in the community as they tell him what they want for their city. Instead, he travels everywhere else. He'll listen and travel and stand outside the gates and talk about the fact that we need to do something about immigration. He'll go to California, he'll go to LA, he'll go to Seattle, Washington, all these different places and talk about, you know, what they're doing and what's going on there, but he's not talking about what's happening with you and your community. It's time for us to stand up and say something and say something now. It's time for us to do something now. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Talk
0: 1370.
1: Around in his Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All
2: right, so we're back and we're talking about what's happening in Ohio. We're talking about what's going on in El Paso. We're talking about what's happening here in Austin, Texas. We've had, a, uh, man, we've had a lot of things happen in Austin. We had a, the Austin Police Department actually shot uh, someone who dialed nine one one to request uh, someone come to his aid because he was feeling suicidal. When they arrived at the scene, they end up, I guess this guy had a knife in his hand. He had a knife to his throat, and then he lowered the knife down to his waist and walked toward the officers, and they, And one officer pulled out his service pistol and shot and killed him. This person turned out to be a doctor. And let me tell you, you got to look at his credentials. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to remind you, there's right, there's wrong, there's personal safety, and then there's also civil, because I'm willing to bet uh, that the Austin Police Department in the city of Austin, but open up that checkbook because I'm looking at this guy's credentials and I'm willing to bet they're going to have to pay out some money uh, down the road. Mark my words. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? Let's talk about the this pedestrian. Uh, let's go to our caller. Uh, and by the way, our call in number is 512-543-2284. You want to you wanna chime in on something that we're talking about. You know, you want to talk about what's happening in Ohio. You want to talk about what's happening in uh, El Paso, you want your voice to be heard, call in. It's 512-543-2284. Come and talk it. Let's go to our, uh, one of our callers. Hello? Yes, sir. You're on come and talk it.
4: Okay, great. Hey, I just want to crush you. Can we just go back to 45? Go ahead. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like instead of, you know, semi-automatics and all this, can we just go back to a 45? you know, like six rounds?
2: Uh, so are you asking for gun control? Yes. Why are you asking for gun control?
4: Well, I call it gun mediation because you think about it, the more time it takes for a person who, whether it be mental, whether it be like bad upbringing, yada, yada, the more time it takes for him to like load that next bullet, that's more time for someone else
2: to get out of the way. Have you ever fired have you ever fired mean. a rifle and a handgun? I'm former Air Force. Okay. okay. So you know the difference you know the difference in the size of the bullet, correct?
4: Size of the bullet, how much like gunpowder is in it. As well as how rapid fire it is.
2: All right. So, so if we, I have if I have a ten round magazine that's a forty five and a ten round magazine that's a a five five six, as far as it you know pertains to the speed of the bullet and me pulling the trigger, what's the difference?
4: Well, it's it. The it, it on. There's how no quickly difference. It, like yes, there is. There's no, difference the me, there's no difference to me. There's no difference firing quick, an AR than me firing a, a forty five semi automatic pistol. How quickly the next bullet comes out. And that gives people time. How does it? what determines how? What because determines, like, how, what like determines how quickly can, the bullet comes this, out? This this is this this would be this would be the well obviously the mechanism in, in, inside of the uh, gun. So but your trigger finger most,
2: determines how fast the bullet comes out. Am no, I right or wrong? It's, um, t- no, it's not because that's
4: the whole difference between a semi and auto, and you know that. Okay. Both guns are both Gatling guns Gatling are semi-automatic. Gatling I have a semi-automatic Gatling rifle. I have a semi-automatic handgun.
2: What this determines what Gatling determines Gatling how fast the bullet you comes cannot
4: out? cannot have a Gatling gun. This is why you cannot have a Gatling gun. Okay.
2: Now. All right. So let me tell you something, because <laughs> I'm the H.E. and here. <laughs> so don't get me wrong there. Uh, keep, <laughs> let's keep it real. All right, so <laughs> when you're firing a semi automatic pistol, you're firing a semi automatic rifle, there is no difference in the speed at which the bullet's gonna come out of the gun. Now, if you can think you're gonna call into this show and out talk me, let me tell you, I'm the HNIC. I dictate what happens here. Don't get it wrong. Now, let's go back to uh, what happened with uh, the Austin Police Department. All right, so <laughs> we had an in, in Austin Police Department, uh, the, a pedestrian was was hit on IH-35 uh, by APD crime scene van. Did you guys hear that story? Yeah, that was a couple <laughs> days ago, huh? <laughs> it was, yeah, man, that's crazy. You're driving, you know, you're riding down I-35, and all of a sudden, you know, the crime scene van hits a pedestrian. Uh, <laughs> that is wild. Stop crossing I-35, people! What is going on here? You know what I'm saying? Stop crossing I- I-35. Uh, this is the fourth time someone has been hit while crossing the interstate or U.S. 290 in the last week. On July 27th, a man was killed by a semi-automatic truck while crossing the interstate. Just a few days before that, on July 24th, a man was also killed trying to cross I-35 near Riverside Drive. And today, a man was killed near the intersection of U.S. 290 and William Cannon Drive early Sunday morning as he was trying to cross the street, according to the Austin police. Now, police say the victim was in his 40s, and was pronounced dead at the scene when first responders arrived. And according to the Austin Police Department, uh, Sergeant Michael Crummy, he says this, please, please, please be aware of your surroundings. Make sure that you use crosswalks. Do not try to beat oncoming traffic. Take the time to make sure that you're able to traverse the roadway safely. I'm just saying don't cross the interstate. Yeah, you're not going to make it. You're going to die.
0: There's a term when people do things like that. Frogger? We call it uh, the Darwin Award. <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll tell you. You're going to die. Yeah, if you're that dumb that you, you know, you can't just walk up to the next light or underpass, cross there. Yeah, you got to go a little bit out of your way maybe as opposed to the, hey, you know, as the crow flies. We don't know but, what drugs
5: are on. They might think it's a big game of fraud.
0: <laughs> That's
2: possible. Uh, <laughs> but they win the Darwin Award. What you got, Felicia? You are out there cracking up a few minutes ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, because now everyone is in the comments, which HNIC am I? Google it. <laughs> yeah, I said, Google you're going to have to look it up. I think that guy was talking
2: about wheel rules. guns. I don't right. know. I don't know what he was saying. He needs Everybody st- should have a wheel gun. See, that's, that's what happens when you just smoke too much on Sundays. All right, but you you're, you had a friend that's, uh, that's yeah. actually listening from UK?
3: Germany. Germany. Yes. So she chimed in when we were talking about the El Paso um, Dayton shootings. Uh, they live in Germany, and her family is like, you have to come back to the States. We miss you. We want you to raise your family here. And her and her husband just don't feel safe coming back to America. So her question is, I'd be interested to hear some thoughts on just how to feel safe in America again. I was raised pro-gun and don't want to be anti-Second Amendment, but Europeans are horrified at what's happening there, and I just feel so much safer here.
2: Man, Ryan, what would you say to
5: that? You, you mean know, the knife epidemic going on in the UK?
3: Well, she lives in Germany, so let's...
5: Okay, well, let's just... when well, we're talking about Europeans in general. There's a knife epidemic or stabbing epidemic in the UK for a prime example. So the answer is arm yourself.
2: Uh, what would you say to that, Zach?
0: Um, yeah, like uh, Ryan just said, you got to arm yourself. You have to be responsible for your own safety and protection. Like you were mentioning earlier, Supreme Court ruled that the police do not have a duty to protect you. They have a duty to enforce the law, right? That's right. And they will step over you if you're wounded Or, you know, dead just to get to that person who's shooting, that attacker in the situation. Mm. But they have no duty to protect you like that officer in Parkland. Right. That's right. (laughs) Didn't even have to go in. He stood by a tree. He just played
2: some Candy Crush on his phone. But we, you know what? We did have a a hero in El Paso. Anyone want to read up on this guy? Is that the guy that uh, got the kids out? The soldier? Yeah, they got the kids out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, you hear about, I don't know, you got the story on that? Any, any info on that? Uh, I can I, look it up. Okay, yeah, because I know he was a soldier. He was stationed at, I think, Fort Bliss. Uh, and and definitely call in. Our number is 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Definitely come and talk it. Now, while, while Zach is looking that up, <laughs> let me talk about what happened here in Austin at a park. So a mother daughter was arrested at East Austin Park after killing a killing spree. You guys hear about that? You probably didn't because we're all Mm -hmm. caught up in the shooting that happened in El Paso in Ohio.
3: I was I was listening. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So a woman and her mother have been charged after police say the woman made threats to shoot people at an East Austin Park Wednesday night, according to arrest affidavit. Now, the Austin police said they responded to Givens Park, 3811 East 12th Street. On Wednesday, after they got a report about a woman named Victoria Yet, who had posted several threatening messages to her Facebook page saying she was going to make the national news for killing for a killing spree. That's what she said. She said she was going to make the national news for a killing spree at the park. Now, according to the document, Yet said online that a man owed her money. And then named three other people saying she would blow their brains out if they approached her as she pulled up to the park in her red Mercedes Benz. Now, police went to the park and were waiting there when they noticed a red Mercedes pull up into the parking lot at around 840 p.m. Now, the document said uh, so then they saw this woman. She actually emerged from the sunroof from the sunroof. OK, the sunroof. It's like that movie Desperado. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> she stood up from the sunroof straight crazy and pointed a shotgun at a group of people, including children who were gathered in the park, according to the affidavit. Now, when police approached the vehicle, they said the woman got back into the car. Uh, they were able to detain the woman, identify as Yet and her passenger, who was identified as Yet's mother, Coy Hutchison, uh, according to the affidavit. Cray Cray and Cray Cray's mother. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, a witness told police she had seen Hutchinson hand yet the shotgun before she pointed it out of the sunroof and said, I'm going to shoot this. I can't say that. According to the affidavit. Let me tell you, you know that uh, Cray Cray one and Cray Cray two from
3: the sunroof of a Mercedes from the
2: sunroof of her red Mercedes
5: she was the driver, why did she be the one to get out? Wouldn't it make more sense to have her mom hey, be the shooter?
2: All I'm going to say is don't drop the soap. <laughs> you know what yeah. Don't drop the soap. I don't yeah. think she was thinking. <laughs> Not the mother or the daughter. It, 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 you know, it, parenting. That's all I got to say. That's parenting right there. Look at that. You have a mother and a daughter talking about on Facebook, on social media, how they're going to make the national news By killing people at the park. So it's both of them.
5: And if you are a mass shooter, please post on social media. Please
2: do that. Please do. Let us know (laughs) because I I love Facebook. Facebook lets me know where all my crazy people are. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo what's going on guys, it's Chad Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It
0: Talk 137, the right choice.
1: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All
2: right, so, man, I tell you, in the last 24 hours, we've had quite a few people shot, quite a few people injured. Um, <clears throat> it's it's time for you to grab the family, get together, and talk about what you're going to do, what's your emergency plan, what you, what's going to happen if someone breaks into your home, what's your plan there, uh, what's your plan if you're out and about and you're shopping You know, to protect your family got to talk about that you got to have that conversation I've been having this conversation with my family for over 20 years now 20 years and so when something happened I'm, I'm grateful that my family have have they've remembered that and actually taken their own personal safety in their own hands and executed the plan I what I use in my family I use a code word one word that you can use that if something was to happen you can send this code word as a text message to a family member that happens to be on the other side of the store, you can uh, say it in a, a, on the phone um, if, if you call that person or say it in a sentence so that no one else knows. Just you know there's an emergency. You need to kick a plan into place. It's time to have that conversation. And like I said, I've been doing this for over 20 years. These are the things that, that I apply to my family, and I want to share that with you guys. Uh, So it's it's, no one's going to protect you or protect your family except for you. By the time the police arrive, they're only there to possibly, you know, stop the shooter. And then if they're there in in enough time where they can stop the shooter, the shooter doesn't kill themselves. uh, Then, you know, they're clearing the way for the paramedics to arrive. You know, we're talking five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a lifetime. That's a lifetime to hear bullets, you know. Flying past you, at you, and people are screaming, blood's flowing. And the only thing I can tell you to do now that it's all over is to go down to your local blood bank and donate blood. Anyone in within the sound of my voice right now, the only thing you can do is possibly go down uh, to the blood bank right now and give blood. Give blood today get blood tomorrow, as as many times as they possibly will let you get blood. Uh, So the people of Texas, you know, can have enough blood. uh, We can, you know, do something to help El Paso out. That's all we can do now. Because there's nothing that's going to happen. There's nothing that we can possibly do to stop someone from driving 10 hours, 10 hours to commit such carnage in our nation, in our state. On our watch. So definitely. You know get blood. I would definitely get blood. Um, Let's go to Arlington Texas. Did you hear what happened there? Uh, With the dog. (laughs) Arlington Texas. An Arlington Texas police officer. Performed a welfare check. On a homeless woman Thursday afternoon. A Maggie Brooks. Was seen lying on the ground. Behind a local shopping center. When the officer approached Brooks. Her dog moved toward him. That's when he drew his pistol and fired three shots at the dog. The dog survived and was taken to an animal shelter. It was unclear whether it was Brooks' dog. But the officer, whose name has not been released, is 25 and has been with the department for seven years, according to the police. He started as a detention officer, graduated from the police academy in February, and was cleared for field work. On July 1st, according to the police. Now, according to the police chief, Will Johnson, the officer, had undergone eight hours of training for canine encounters, as well as mandatory firearms training. Now, police chief Will Johnson said at a news conference that the dog, which he described as a Labrador mix, weighed about 40 pounds. Investigators think the dog belonged to the woman who the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office identified as 30 year old Margarita Victoria Brooks. Brooks was shot in the upper torso, Johnson said, and the dog suffered a flesh wound and has been quarantined, according to the police chief. And this statement here uh, is in quotes, and it says everything about this call is an absolute tragedy. A somber Johnson, uh, according to Johnson, our hearts are broken for the Brooks family and for the officer involved. Our officer was on scene trying to find an individual who may be suffering from medical emergency. Clearly, this is not the outcome the officer wanted, nor is it the outcome that the department wanted. He said that Brooks' family has been shown the body camera video and that the criminal and administrative investigations are underway. The 25-year-old officer whose name hasn't been released graduated from the police academy in February and hadn't fired his service weapon in the line of duty before Thursday, according to the police chief Johnson. He has been placed on administrative leave. Now, people who, who live and work near where the shooting occurred said that they often saw Brooks, the victim, walking with her boyfriend and that the couple appeared to be homeless. They said the pair always had a dog with them. At some point, you have to get to the point where, you know what, and I tell this to my students in class all the time. That gun needs to be your last option. It should not be your first option. There are so many other options out there that you have. Your firearm should be your last option. The things I talk about in class are good for students who are getting their lights to carry a handgun, and they're good for police officers. Your gun should be your last option. As an officer, your job is to protect and serve. You receive the call. For help, for service, or someone who needed help. Your job is to protect and serve. Think about that. This officer missed the dog in the shooting the young lady and killing her. That's a lot. That's crazy. Anybody got anything to say? She was the daughter
0: of an Arlington Fire Department captain, too. Really? Uh Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. I do not understand from the video. I've probably watched it. 12 times, why he felt threatened by the dog. It didn't, it wasn't running at him super aggressively. It was running at you like a freaking Labrador runs at you and it's like, hey, pet me, I want to be your friend. It's
5: the same as the guy who shot or the officer who shot a Chihuahua in the face.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: I don't know what it is about me. When I see dogs and the dog runs, you know, runs toward me, I want to show that dog I'm the alpha dog. You know, I'm I, I want to yell and if growl you, back. If you
5: greet the dog <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um and make it feel safe, normally a dog's happy to see you. Right. You can tell if a dog's angry and you have to defend yourself.
3: Exactly. And I I that's why I watched the video so many times is I don't see any signs of aggression from the animal. I don't. I do not see any signs of aggression that would have warranted firing your handgun. And i
2: I've never come across a dog that you know that and I've come across a lot of dogs in my neighborhood. I've yeah. just never come across a dog that I felt that I needed to shoot.
3: I work a lot of political campaigns. I block walk probably hundreds of miles every single campaign session. There are dogs everywhere. They are constantly running up to you on leashes, not on leashes, with owners, not with owners. I don't carry when I block walk, and I have never once been like, mmm Probably should have shot that one. (laughs) And like, I'm like a five foot three petite individual with no body armor on. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. And this is arm. He's an armed police officer who's wearing body armor, steel toe boots, long pants, long sleeves. He's fine. I understand that it's a tense situation. I understand that your adrenaline is pumping. I get it. But we need to be more cognitive as armed individuals, and Second Amendment um, advocates on thinking before you've pulled the trigger. You
2: We need to stop being afraid of having a fight. My goodness. Don't be afraid to get your butt whooped. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm talking about there. Don't be afraid to lose a fight. Why are we so afraid to lose a fight? What's the big deal? What's the big deal about getting your butt whooped?
0: I mean, Maybe I can get your see butt why whooped. someone wouldn't want that to happen to them. <laughs> yeah, that, no.
2: well, of course not. You don't want to get your butt whooped, but you know, it, <laughs> but you it, don't it, want to go to pound you <laughs> in prison either. It, uh, you know, don't be afraid to get your butt whooped. You know, that's don't be afraid to lose the fight. My goodness.
3: It's a sad situation all around. The news cycle the past week has just been like one thing after another.
2: And it's the media. The media is actually, you know, your mainstream media is actually focusing on these topics. And they pick the topics they want to focus on. They only pick the ones that are going to divide us. And honestly, you know, in the end, it's going to be up to us to come together uh, as a community, as a society and say, you know what? You know, we're still going to I'm still going to love my neighbor. You know, I'm still when I get up in the morning, I walk outside my door. I'm going to greet my neighbor. Say, hi, neighbor. How you doing? Uh, You're you're in your business. That customer comes in. Say hi. They may be having a rough day. Maybe someone cut them off in traffic or whatever. Uh, Something happened. Maybe they got into an accident, whatever. They had a rough day. But we need to, you know, I think we need to be a little nicer to people and greet people and hug them. How you doing? What's going on? And be a little more compassionate. Who do you think,
5: Ryan? I'm thinking we just need to address the real issues, and on the shooting issue, is not that great on the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. If you just compare deaths, this is courtesy of Neil deGrasse Tyson. The numbers I'm about to read off: um, in the past 48 hours, we've lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, in 48 hours, we lose 500 to medical errors, 300 to flu, 250 to suicide. 200 car accidents and 40 to homicide via handgun.
2: How long is this? This is the last, what, 24 hours? 48. 48 hours. Hey, tell me about my hero in El Paso.
0: Oh, that was a uh, pretty cool situation there. I mean, that he was there. He had his gun. Um, saw He didn't actually use it, but he saw these kids trying to get out of there, and they were having a rough time with it, no parents around, and he kind of helped them uh, get to
2: safety and away from the scene. That is American hero there. Be a hero, people. Be an example. Be a road model. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. All on the range. All on the range. I'll take my Bible. You can keep your chains.